Right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Chats with Children. I hope you're safe and well. It's a bit of a cloudy day here in Surrey this morning, but I'm joined by someone who hopefully is going to brighten up my day. I'm joined by Philip Leslie, who's the acting head of production at Appyject. And today we're going to continue our series with Appyject, looking at Blowfield Seal. So I did one last month with uh, Beth Totten, Blowfield Seal, if you missed it. So, Philip, lovely to see you. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Um... The weather's not too good here in Melbourne either. It's middle of winter, so yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> it's funny, you know, yeah, it's, it's nine o'clock in the morning here in the UK. And what time is it in Melbourne right now? Uh, 6 p.m. Yes, so it's all gone dark, yes, yeah. <laughs> all right, well, thank you for joining me from Melbourne. It's lovely to see you. Uh, before we start talking about Blowfield Seal, could you give viewers a quick background of your own experiences and also about Appy Checked as well? Sure. So um, I'm Philip Leslie. I work for a company called Appyject. So they're a technology company. So their technology is the uh, use of blowfill seal, uh, especially in the preparation of refilled syringes. So blowfill seal is a, a unique way of blowing polymer to form a bottle, you fill it, and then you seal it up all in a single operation. So you get little bottles like these sort of things. Out of, the, out of the process. So um, they're based in the USA. I'm based here in Melbourne, but I help them with their, their, their launching of the products into the world. So a bit about me, I um, have worked for nearly 40 years with the pharmaceutical industry, both in UK, mostly in Australia and in New Zealand. And um, I spent the last 30 years of my sort of commercial life with a uh, GSA, GlaxoSmithKline here in Melbourne, their production facility running various production departments and then heading up the technology group um, where we uh, did the first vaccine in Blowfill Seal. Um, people using GSK's vaccine, we put it, the two parts together. Um, it was a challenging thing because people said that a temperature sensitive vaccine wouldn't be able to fill into a polymer, but we successfully did it and we launched it onto the market. So it's been a big success of, of um, using Blowfield Seal. So after I retired basically from Blowfield, from GSK, I joined Appyject as a, as a bit of a helping hand to help them with their initiative because I'm really interested in innovation, interruption, and um, yes, production processes. That's my sort of spiel on me. <laughs> fantastic well obviously you've got loads of experience so a great person to talk about blowfield seal so let's start with the first question which is how does um, bfs and prefill syringes contribute to supply chain resiliency so i'll take that in perhaps two parts first of sure. all prefill syringes i think um they are really the main thing to do because when you get to the sort of point of use you really just want a single device um um, and, you know, if you've got a glass vial and you've got to you know, dilute it, you've got to find your diluent, you've got to find your syringe, whereas a pre-filled syringe, it's all there, all ready to go. So it's, uh, you've got less likelihood of something being missing and you've not uh, got everything together to get the patient what they need. So in Blowfield Seal, it's a similar thing. It's very um, good supply chain. You've just got the two raw materials. You've got the polymer, which makes the bottle, and you've got your product. So it leads to being very, very efficient in terms of not having interruptions with uh, supply chain shortages or 
uh, difficult issues with uh, components and things like that. So when you put the two together of blow fill seal and pre-filled syringes, you've got a very resilient supply chain. Brilliant. And, and how does that impact in terms of the economies of scalability with BFS? So once again, I mean, the, the beauty of Blowfield Seal is that you can really ramp up the production. I've got a sort of strip of 25 Apigec devices here. So that you produce these in a few seconds. So a machine can easily, you know, produce uh, 25,000 an hour. So you're really pumping out lots of uh, product. And the other side of it is that obviously the machine is very capable of running six or seven days a week, 24 hours a day without re-sterilizing and stopping. So you can really pump out a couple of million doses in a week. Um, so that gives you well over 100 million a year. Um, so you've really got the, the top end of the productivity scale. Um, but if you really want to, you don't need all that, you can easily bring it back in two ways. So you can either you know, scale it down and just make one card at a time or scale back your, your run hours of running and uh, into a few weeks a year or perhaps just a, a single shift. But the, pro the basic process stays the same. So consequently, your validation and, and the regulatory people are very happy with that, that uh, scalability. So um, it's a very great way from a production perspective of being able to ramp it up. If there was a big demand, say a pandemic, or bring it down if you've just got a small um, niche product that you need to make for someone. Well, that's very much the trend at the moment, isn't it? Flexibility and, and having sort of modular production. And that's really the way forward, yes. isn't it, for a lot of businesses, particularly since the vaccines came yes. about. Yeah. Right. So, so when we start looking at uh, BFS containers, so what are the critical design factors around those? So I think this is the interesting part that's really I get excited about with Blowfield Seal because, you know, you could talk about a container and generally you're there to, you know, control, you know, hold the product. But um, BFS is much more than that because your injection molding and blow at the product, um, the container, you've got immense flexibility in the sh in the shape of the container. So it becomes more than a container; it becomes more towards the use of device. So you can have um, a couple of examples here. So, you know, the Apigec one, which uh, fits on and becomes a, a pre-filled syringe with a needle, or you can have a, a long-necked one, which you're taking because you want to introduce it into a baby's mouth or into a, a small dropper, which you want to do for an eye drop, sure. put it in your ear or things. Or you can have other ones that have little twist off tops that fit on syringes and you can easily transfer the liquid to it. So the, the design, the shape of the, the, um, the bottle is really driven both by convenience in terms of giving the patient or the user the ability to deliver the dose or the product to the patient very well. And also the shape of that gives you the chance to make sure you get the right dose, which is a key thing. And one of the other things that often happens with vaccines and things is the temperature, right. the storage things. So you can make them nest quite like that and make sure you get your space in your freezer uh, small, because if you're in an emerging market, they've only got a small refrigerator sure. and they don't want big boxes of bottles and things. So um, you can design your, your the bottle or the shape of the container to fit the requirements of what you're trying to do and that's the exciting part so it can be 
delivery side, the storage side, or just the you know the shape of it, it um, uh, can be your coke bottle. You want to be a corporate identity. You want to know that that's definitely an Apigector device or things like that. So it, everybody knows that, and you can patent that, and nobody can really copy that uh, thing. And you know that that's we're getting a genuine Apigector product. And so, so, I mean, you mentioned about though about the scale up and the scale scale down. So does that mean that because you've got this flexibility in terms of design, you can sort of mix and match production lines in terms of doing something in one particular design and then switching over the production line and doing a different design, like almost like changing the molds. If I'm, I don't know if I'm using the right terminology, but the molds yes. uh, for, for the containers can be switched around uh, on the same production line quite easily. Yes. So the answer to that is yes and no. Um, so the big machines, the ones that you're going to get large volumes sure. have large sets of molds and they, they tend to be, you know, designed to really thump it out. And so they're really the, you know, your engine room and that type of thing. But if you're wanting a smaller volume, then, you know, you can have a, a set of molds that you can change over, just as you say, and change the shape, change the product, change the fill, change the number of doses in it, quite simply by changing the molds. And, you know, you can do that in a shift or so uh, to change over. So right. very much so, the machines, some machines are built there for high speed, really pumping sure. it out, and that's... Uh, the way to do it and then some machines are smaller more flexible and allowing you to to change the the uh the shape of what you're making on a daily basis really almost right yeah. well that leads nicely actually to my next question which is what are the challenges in terms of bfs manufacturing yeah i i um perhaps i could turn that around and say what are the advantages of it? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the real advantage of course is that um we're talking about sterile filling here. And yep. uh, so we're trying to ensure that we have a, a very uh, sure, assured, sterility assurance of the product. <laughs> yeah. So in the rotary machines, which produce these, the, the filling process is actually done inside the plastic mold, the parasol. So it's not open to the air. And um, so you don't have open uh, filling bottles and the chance for you know, particles or things to get in there. So, and these particles are obviously the source of contamination and issues with your sterility. So you have a very high assurance of sterility with blow fill seal compared to other more conventional filling bottles and vials and things which are in open areas. The other thing about it is, is those machines are actually, well, the machine that produces this is actually quite a small footprint. It's only 60 or 70 square meters, and only half of that would be actually your clean room. So it's quite compact. It's quite lower cost to run because your air conditioning and those costs are, are reduced because you're air conditioning certain spaces. And the people don't need to go near it. It runs very well, and you just sort of hands off, mum, let it run, you know? And uh, they're outside in a, a white coat making the adjustments. So as we all know, the most highest chance of contamination is from us, the people going in to interfere with the machines. So the blow fill seal process is, um, as you say, sort of hands off mum. And uh, therefore, you know, you, you get high output and efficiency and sterility. So um, along with, uh, you know, the bottle shape of design, I think uh, it's a great way to fill liquids, creams, ointments, suspensions, 
uh, all sorts of different things you can do with low-fill seal. Yeah. Right. Well, fantastic. So uh, my final question, though, and you may have touched on it already in your previous answers, how does a PFS, uh, a BFS, sorry, uh, take care of the drug during the manufacturing process? Yes, I think it, it's sort of been covered in that other point. I think it's really the, the um, what the, the US FDA call advanced aseptic processing right. because it really does give you great assurance of sterility. And I think also it's a very accurate way of dosing uh, products. Uh, the fill systems are very precise. So, you know, you're taking, you know, great care of what you're making for the patient. And uh, the, you know, the patient is the end of the supply chain and they're the most important part of the whole process really. So, um, yes, I think it's a, um, a great process with, you know, thousands of low fill seal machines around the world uh, producing millions of doses um, and uh, you know, it has a very high level of, of productivity and assurance and uh, you know we're giving patients a product that they feel comfortable in taking. Brilliant well I don't have any other questions at the moment because I know uh, you've got other things to do it's six it's getting late in the evening for you so we won't carry on this but I'm, but I'm sure there's lots of questions people have for you but my final question is where can people get more information if they want to know more about BFS? So um, I really suggest to go to the Apiget website it's a, a great source of information there's um, information on Blowfield Seal there's papers on on the applications of it um, there's a lot of, um, there's an animation of the flow field of the Apigex syringe, how it works, and um, lots of other things there. So it's a, a bit of a Google of, of um, flow field seal and pre-filled injections. So, uh, yes, it's certainly worth a visit. Brilliant. Well, all that's let me say is, Philip, I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening in Melbourne, and I hope the sun does shine. I'm sure it will shine even though it's winter. I mean, come on, everybody goes over to Australia during this time of year or because it's always sunny. So I hope uh, you have a lovely summer anyway, and I hope the sun shines. And thank you very much for sharing the information. If people have got any questions for Philip, please check out the website. The link will be above the video, but also you're quite welcome to send Philip any questions and leave them below the, the video itself as comments or send him a message on LinkedIn. I'm sure Philip will be happy to answer them. So Philip, I appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest of the day, my friend, and thank you very much. No problem. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you everyone for watching. Uh, I hope you found that useful. It's a really interesting and fascinating topic. So please check out the details above the Apigeo. Uh, uh, on the, on the Apigeo website and also leave Philip any questions if you have. And until next time, as always, stay well and stay safe. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.